<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are Anchor Moms. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another fantastic episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. Woo, woo, woo. Woo. Oh, we are such moms. Stop. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. We can't woo, woo, guys. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can do whatever we want. Um, oh, so, uh, do you guys, I mean, I feel like at this point I could write a book on the journey of potty training. But then I sort of realized that everybody probably has this, could write a book on it. I mean, there's, there's probably 65 million books on potty training. I just have a couple of questions. So we're in this stage right now where River, she's potty trained. She will let you know when she has to go to the bathroom. But like they hap- it happens at the most inopportune times. For example, taking a walk through the neighborhood. Um, going to the Biltmore where we're like these beautiful gardens and there's lots of people, of course, social distancing around. And River says, T-T-T-T-T-T. And it never happens, <laughs> by the way, on our walk. It never happens when we're like kind of like, you know, in a in a in the neighborhood where like there's not a lot of houses or people. It always happens in front of people who are mowing the lawn. We live near a golf course. And it always happens when there's 25 golfers to my right and I don't I don't know what I I have to pull out her plastic potty she drops trowel and tts right on like the 10th hole is this appropriate behavior or what wait you you travel yeah so you're traveling with this Mm -hmm. toilet yeah wow is that not a thing um, hey, I was like, this is I, totally normal behavior. And you guys, <laughs> wait, what? I'm just surprised. I don't think I've ever taken it on a walk. That's kind well, of surprising. Well, our walks are me. long. Just so you know, like our walks sometimes because Your River likes long. to actually do the walks. I mean, I'm not kidding. We probably walk for two miles and sometimes they're an hour and a half walk. Well, I mean, I had, I mean, do I had you? a toddler, so he yeah, just, he just goes like, like behind trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will say it's harder with the girls. You know, I think, first of all, let me just say, I don't think any golfer probably notices. These are elderly white men. Does that make a difference? Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I think, look, I think everybody gets it. Like everybody, not everybody, but most people have had a child that is potty trained and they remember how hard those days were. I I don't think you should worry. I think it's fine. Yeah. I'm never, I like I think that everybody gives you kind of a pass. I think, unfortunately, River just has bad timing. Can you just talk to her about that? Like, well, I mean, she's not quite two yet, so it's hard to be like, hey, girl, <laughs> I really don't want those weird golfers over there to see you peeing on your potty here in the middle of the green. So if we could, like, time this a little better now. I mean, the answer What, is what about, here's another question. What about um, making her go before you leave the house? Uh, no. Mm-mm. I mean, okay. you know, you can try to reason. I just feel like she's a little bit too young to right. reason with her 
about like when she has to go, she got to go. Like it doesn't, there's no, you know. Yeah. That's the only thing I recommend is like, make it a family thing. Everybody goes pee. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Everyone goes pee. Like even the adults before we go on walks, before we get in the car every single time. And like, if you make it part of that routine, then maybe she'll realize like if you set her up on the toilet, she will Mm -hmm. pee beforehand. She probably won't have to like during the walk. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, my other problem is, is that River says instead of PP or poop, she says TT, which is, you know, slightly embarrassing as well. I was on the phone with like a friend and she was like, she said TT? And I was like, that's her word. Okay. That's her word. Your family and your words. Okay. (laughs) Just don't teach her the other words too, Katie. It's, It's been hard not to. If you're, if you've listened to Anchor Moms, I've been really trying hard to use the appropriate anatomy words and it's just been it's been a struggle so that's another podcast um all right well let's move on to our first news article of the day um when couples fight about virus risks um so yeah I think this is really spot on right now for a lot of a lot of families you know again it's all these things that we never thought we'd have to deal with but here we are arguing about as if marriage is needed another like potential argument right but here we go um so so the article talks about several different couples and how they might not see exactly eye to eye on when to take the kids out how much to expose them when do they play with friends um the funniest to me was the couple who had a three-year-old and they were arguing about whether or not the three-year-old should use the public restroom at the park to your point katie um because you know they need a a potty they need their they just bring the potty with them right exactly well this was what (laughs) so this actually this one was one that i was like why don't, why have I never had to, to worry about that? And then I realized that even though we go on long hikes, sometimes we take, we keep a, a little potty chair in our minivan at all times, like through so the entire the potty COVID. So you're with you too. Yeah. We are. I mean, I'm not carrying it on a, on a wall. Stroller. In in right. Stroller. In the stroller. But, um, <laughs> it is always in the car and it's funny during this whole quarantine, we've never had an issue. Because, you know, you're not too far from the car, usually. We don't take quite as long walks as you do. Um, But anyway, but it was hilarious because it walks through, um, you know, should we let him poop in a plastic bag? Should we let him poop in in the public restroom and this whole struggle? Um, But it talks about some interesting things like, you know, usually a lot of times in these cases, the father's the one being a little, wanting to be a little more strict. But then keeping the kids home more, of course, falls back on moms. So here right. we are yeah. again, like, okay, great. They can't go to summer camp. Okay. We can't travel. Okay. Well then that's just more that you don't want them back in childcare yet. Okay. Well, that's just more time of me working from home and watching all the kids. Right. So it is right. kind of, I think hard, hard to manage when you're the one who's going to have to do most of that, take that burden. And, and the husbands are the ones, um, you know, wanting, wanting the kids home more. Uh, what do you guys think? How are you guys dealing I... with this with your marriages? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times they want, um, they want to stay at home. They want to wipe down groceries, those sorts of things. Um, but of course, most of the burden falls on moms and specifically in this article, she does talk about wiping down groceries and all of, you know, I've been wiping down my groceries for like months now. Do you know how many times my husband's wiped down the groceries? Zero. Zero. Right. So he wants them wiped down, but he's never actually wiped them down before, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I'm stopping that. I'm 
I'm over it. I'm not doing it anymore. And I feel like the latest information, by the way, is that uh, yeah, is, is not a big transmitter. So if it exactly. So that's yeah. yeah. So I'm like not. I'm not so worried about it anymore. But anyways, to your point, Karen. Yes, like they want these things done, but they're not the ones who actually have to do them. I, I did like what they said about. Um, you know, really trying, the advice was to find quiet time to discuss these things and to remember that no matter what, you're both concerned about your child's health, which is the most important. This is a stressful time. Like, but yeah, when, when it comes down to it, you know, you're both concerned about how to navigate this virus, how much we can go out and, and all of those things. And really you're, you're just trying to keep your kids safe. You know, Brian is actually more strict about this stuff than I am. And I don't know if it's because he has a medical background and he's going in and out of these, you know, he's still working. So he's, uh, you know, going in and out of hospitals and, and clinics. He's like, do you have your hand sanitizer? Do you have your mask? He, when he comes into the house, like is super serious. Like he won't touch river. He won't do anything until he takes all his clothes off, like washes his hands. I have had wanted Riv to start, um, preschool in the fall. And he is very on the fence about it um, because he's, he's just worried about obviously the virus. And of course, and maybe to a certain extent, it's just what we were talking about. He knows that if it's, I mean, it's no skin off his back if she's not in preschool, right? It's only me that that's going to be impacting in the fall. So maybe it speaks to this article a little bit. Um, But yeah, I think, and I think the article talks to a therapist and she's basically like, you guys just have to come to a consensus and each respect each other's Mm -hmm. opinion about it. Mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting to see as more things open up, you know, and more people, more people are willing to do more things. And then you have to come up with the fine line for your family about what you're willing to do. And it feels like it's on a sliding scale. It changes kind of Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis, right? Mm -hmm. What you were willing to do or what you weren't willing to do two weeks ago is something that maybe you're willing to do this week. So it's like an ongoing conversation. And I think a final note from this article is the fact that the little kid at the park who had to go poop did actually go poop in the Ziploc bag at the end of the day, <laughs> which to me is just absolutely disgusting. Well, um, one more quick note. So to your point, Katie, maybe it is the healthcare thing. Cause obviously Gregory's in healthcare as well. And he's also very, very worried about it. He's being very, we're being very conservative, very cautious yeah. with our kids. The other thing that he's really kind of putting his foot down on a little bit is vacationing and traveling. And you guys, I just, I'm going to need a trip. I'm going to need a break. All I can think about is someday laying on the beach and relaxing. And I I don't know that that's going to happen this year, but I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, though. I think, you know, like I said, as more things open up, I think everybody's holding their Mm -hmm. breath right now to see what happens. And maybe in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, he'll feel more comfortable I mean, at least we're successful. in the early summer times, right? Right. Like we've got all summer, right? To like right. maybe take a vacation. Sure, Karen. All summer. We got all summer to take a vacation. <sighs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> ma, 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 ma. Mom's the word. So I was putting River to bed last night, and this is when this popped into my head that this is this should be my mom's the word. Um, I'm a big fan of sleep suits, which is usually a transition from a swaddle. You know, you swaddle your baby when they're, I don't know, a couple of months old, and then you sort of transition to some other things. And one of the things that really worked for us is called a zippity zip. Um, and I've actually posted a couple of pictures on social media of River in this suit, but it basically zip, it sounds, it's just what it is. It zips up and their hands are sort of enclosed, like sewn shut. And so it's like a bag, if you will. Um, and then the hands are sewn shut. And I will tell you, 
So River got out of her, was done with her swaddle. And then we did um, kind of another little sleep suit that was really meant for babies until they could roll over. And so then when she could roll over, I was like, oh, what are we going to do? And so we had a couple of sleepless nights and naps. And then I dug this zippity zip um, out of a closet that someone gave me. And it was, she started napping right away. So, you know, and obviously there are a lot of different sleep products and sleep suits out there. So this isn't, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the one, but this is the one for, that worked for us. And they are a little pricey. I, so I was looking on Amazon last night because we have two of them. So one's in the wash. You know, we, we have the other one. Um, they're like anywhere between 35 to 40 bucks and you can get them on Amazon. You can get them at a different, a couple of different places. Um, but I will tell you this, like one of the big things last, I, so River has worn them so much and she's about to be two, two next month that her hands, like her fingers are like sticking out through the model. <laughs> and I was like, crap, like she's going to outgrow this thing. And then what are we going to do as I'm putting her down last night? So I got on my computer because I wanted to talk about this for moms. And guess what, guys? They right, added a size out. up. Yes. They make a oh. huge. Yay. <laughs> Which again, Brian's like, I mean, at some point she's going to sleep with like just regular blankets, right? And I was like, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I hear I, you. I immediately ordered the 2T. So it's the Zippity Zip. You get, like I said, a couple of different places. And um it made my life a lot easier. So there's I mean, the work. The price I, is not an uh, not an issue if you're if they're sleeping through the night. Well, that's me. how like, I sort of I feel. I pay like I mean, hundreds of dollars. Right. Right. So I mean, and we've had. I think we've had to do a couple of different steps, but we've definitely had these ones that we've had right now since probably late summer. So late summer to like June. You know, it's worth the investment. Marks. If you ask me. And Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. In other news. Okay, next article today comes from CNBC.com. A therapist shares seven biggest parenting mistakes that destroy kids' mental strength. So it's not enough pressure as a parent. Now we have to worry about destroying our kids' mental strength. And it lists these seven tips, which I think are really good anytime, but especially during a pandemic. Um, So number one, minimizing your kids' feelings. So as in don't minimize your kids' feelings is how this is read. Um, You know, don't do this to anyone, in my opinion, not just your children. But if they say there's a thunderstorm and I'm really scared, well, you know that there's no reason for them to be scared, but you should let them vocalize these feelings. They say, number two, don't, don't always save your kids from failure. Don't try to fix every one of their problems. Number three, overindulge your kids. Um, this is something that I have a problem with. You know, it's a constant kind of fight, so to speak in my household, because there are only two grandkids, my kids, and so much love to go around. And people like to express their love through, through gifts, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful problem to have. Um, you know, but no, I didn't grow up with the latest, you know, toy or uh, Nintendo game or whatever it may have been. And that's kind of how I think I should raise my children. I don't want them to have lots and lots of things and new things every few months or new toys every few weeks or during this pandemic, a new toy every other day that we get off of Amazon. I just don't think that that's a healthy way to raise your children. And it's something that I'm really struggling with. Um, and in this article, they say that, um, it helps build self-discipline when you're not constantly giving your kids things 
um, left and right. So that's just the one that kind of stuck out to me. Um, and, and there's several other here that you can read. Again, this is a CNBC article. Another one that stuck out to me was um, the last one that says you should take care of yourself because, you know, your kids, they pay attention. They, they see your healthy habits and they will mimic those. We've talked a lot about that in the past. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely go in the pantry and like shove chocolate in my mouth. So the kids don't see, so they don't want chocolate. Um, but they also see, you know, like us eating salads at dinner and those, those sorts of things. Um, something that I think I need to be better at is vocalizing when I'm stressed out, um, especially during this pandemic. So this tip is to, um, you know, try to communicate with your kids. I have had a very tiring day at work and I'm going to relax now with tea and a book, something like that. So teaching your kids, you know, if they feel stressed out about things, that there are ways that they can feel better about it. And they look at you for those tips. Did any of these stick out to you guys? Um, I, I, I liked all of them. Um, the, the thing that stuck out to me most was reading this list. I was like, yeah, I think, you know, a couple of months ago, I would have been like, yeah, I'm doing okay with most of these. But, you know, right now, um, probably not so much. I feel like yeah. I've, I like made me realize how much I feel like I've slid in my parenting, um, and really kind of let my guard down a little bit. Cause a lot of these, you know, yeah, I would have never done months ago, but I mean, do, do we get kind of a pass though? Like yeah. a pandemic I parenting pass, a pass right now? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think these are all really good tips, but I also feel like right now it's just hard for me to think about you know being the perfect parent when so much else is going on <laughs> yeah I think number one the minimize your kids feelings I feel like I have known this for a long time and I think as a parent it's super tempting your kid falls down and scrapes their knee for the 75th time that day and you're like you're fine okay yeah you know, like, stop, you're fine, get on up. Or, you know, we went through this thing where, where River was afraid of the, the potty. I was telling you guys about this. And it was like a genuine fear. And, you know, after like the 75th time that day, you're like, okay, it, like, it's just the pot, like, just get on. I'm like tired of all the drama around it. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's important just to raise healthy kids to be like, hey, it's a, like, I get it. This Mm -hmm. is, it's Mm -hmm. scary. I get it. And I'm going to help you through that. So it is something. And like I said, I think as a parent, as the day wears on, especially during a pandemic, maybe it's really easy to sort of minimize those feelings. The over, no, not the overindulging, the, um, the setting parent child boundaries, Karen, I thought about you immediately because before we had river, one of the things that you and Gregory told Brian and I is that you have to sort of stick, whatever you say, you have to stick to it. We've talked about this before on Mm -hmm. the podcast. Like, uh, if you say your kid has a curfew, if you say they're not allowed to play in the Annie's dog food, which is a a reoccurring theme at our house, like even when you're tired and you don't really care that much, you have to stick with it. You have Mm -hmm. to say, I mean, no, you know, you're not allowed to play. The discipline has to be firm. And I feel like that's one of the things that I struggle with that we struggle with in this household too, is just like you get, it's the same thing. You just get tired Mm -hmm. of, of disciplining and you're tempted just to slack off. So I think there's some good tips here. Yeah, for sure. This next article is from SheKnows.com. And it's called, I make my kids start bedtime at 6 p.m. every day and no, it's not cruel. And this woman goes on to say that basically um, she gets a little bit of slack because they start bedtime at 6 p.m. She will not go to dinner parties. She will pull her kids away from parties. 
Um, and she sort of, it's in defense of it. And she talks about how sleep equals more sleep. I think you guys have heard about this. There's a lot of studies out there that says that actually, if you put your kids to bed earlier, they sleep longer. It's the opposite of what you would think. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's benefits of being well rested and, and, you know, getting some good sleep. And then basically that your relationship and your sex life is better if you put your kids to bed early, because you have some time with your significant other. Um, what do y'all think? You know, I'm a big early bedtime person and I'm kind of a, st- I've gotten some slack from my other friends before cause I'm a, a stickler about it. What about you guys? Yeah. I, I'm also a stickler for early bedtime. Not as early as you, Katie. Um, yeah. but and you know, too, to your point, like it obviously shifts as they get older, um, a little bit, but I wholeheartedly believe in this. I, I think this is a great article. Um, in fact, the book that they mentioned, Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child, I have next I to my bed at this moment. Yeah. 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 Um, which is a good book. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is so key. And, you know, a, a, many of the kids who we know who I feel like don't take naps, don't go to bed on time, go to bed late, have a lot of, um, I just feel like aren't, aren't as um, good of listeners, aren't behaving quite as well. And I don't know, I'm not, I probably shouldn't be making this connection, but I just in my heart feel like the more sleep you get, the better behaved you are, the happier you are. I just feel like sleep is so key. And it, and it was interesting to me that she said, yeah, it means that her husband doesn't see her kids during the week because he's not home from work yet. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, is a big, a big, um, sacrifice to make. But I do think that it, um, it's so, so important. And we are, we are pretty big uh, sticklers for this. I will say, um, with the big kids, I feel like we're in, you know, they're almost four, almost five. And we're sliding into that zone where we used to be really strict about 730 and now it's become a little bit more eight. And I do think it's hard to know sometimes, you know, uh, and I guess you just have to decide obviously as your fam for your family, but what is the right time for the right age? You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. But no, I think, I think it's super important. What about you, Ingrid? Well, yeah, I think, I think everyone thinks sleep is important and I think everyone realizes you're going to be happy and healthier if you're sleeping. I think, that uh, she has a secret that I'm not aware of because there's no way that my four-year-old is going to bed at 7 p.m. That's just not happening. Um, Eight, if we're lucky, but it's 8.30 usually. So, I mean, the one-and-a-half-year-old, my one-and-a-half-year-old, easy. She's in a crib. You put her in seven to seven, she's fine. But, I mean, when you get to be a little bit older, that's just just not going to work. So I don't know how she's getting her five-year-old to go to sleep at 7 p.m. I, I will agree with that because I do think, you know, River used to go to bed at 6.30 and it was amazing. And I'll be honest, just even during this pandemic, now she's, because she's she's like about to be two. So now she's going to bed at seven just because I think the older kids get, right, the they don't go to bed as early. So I, I will agree when I, I saw how old her kids were, I was like, ooh, like, yeah, I'm all about an early bedtime, but I am impressed. But maybe her kids, I know I have some friends and I, this is also a magic trick that I am keen to learn. Um, their kids will stay in bed and read or stay in bed and just have, Karen, your kids will do this, right? Have some quiet time. I don't know if they do it during mm-hmm. bedtime, but maybe they do it during No, they time. do it during, yeah. Ella does it yeah. during nap time. Yeah. I think it's about routine. I don't know. Yeah. And I do think some kids are just easier with it. Like, you know, we have three kids and one of them is clearly the best sleeper of the gang, you know? Right. So I think that it just kind of depends on your kids some too. 
Right. It's a struggle. Right. I love it. I love an early bedtime. Win of the week. We had something miraculous happen a couple of days ago. We're playing in the backyard. Um, Bennett has now learned how to climb up the ladder to the playground and slide down herself. Is this miraculous or dangerous? <laughs> I know. I'm well, like, is that a win? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I was excited about it until it brought me down. Um, so, look, she doesn't fall. I'm nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. But here's Hasn't the reason why. Yet. Got it. Here's <laughs> the reason why it's a win. You guys know. Um, you just want to relax when you're in the backyard and all the Heck kids are yeah. playing. Look, if the stars align, I can sit down for maybe five yeah. minutes. Now. No, I hear you. Yeah. Because I'm not yeah. having to like stand right behind her. I mean, I, and don't like call child protective services. I'm right there. It's not like I'm like going inside the house. Um, yeah, guess what? The kids can give themselves baths now. <laughs> yeah, right? And you dress know. themselves they can, and they cut it out. But you're going to yeah. like look out the window and bet it's going to be like hanging by one rung, <laughs> like with one arm dangling. I was really impressed. And she does it. She's done it over and over and over again without falling. Uh, so we were really excited, and hopefully it'll provide a little bit more uh, relaxation in our outdoor time. Hey, Hartman. Good morning, Hartman. How are you, buddy? They're saying hello to you. How are you? Can't hear them. You can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Did you he have got his hair cut? Yeah, I cut his hair. Yeah, yeah. Looks good. Several times now, COVID mm. style. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Hope everyone has a great week and uh, stay stay sane out there. Thanks for listening. Bye. Let them vocalize these feelings because it's healthy for their mental (coughs) state. Number two, all. (laughs) Sorry, I had to clear my throat. This is always such an issue. Girl, go somewhere and clear your throat before we start these podcasts. Okay, sorry. Continue. And it's right when, like, you have something, like, really important to say, and it's like, wait, what did she just say? I literally just saw your face angered, and I was like, oh. I tried to hold it in, and I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just pull your earbuds out, cough, and then put them back in. That's your microphone. No, just don't cough. Just don't cough and don't clear your throat. Okay, Okay. (laughs) moving on, moving on. We love you, Karen. We do love you. Okay, so back to the article. Back to the article. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening.